Welcome to the Lead Defend Podcast, a show designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build up your faith as you engage a changing culture. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, this is Ryan and Brock with Lead Defend Podcast. We are excited to be here with Sean McDowell. Uh, Sean, you've been in Arkansas quite a bit helping us out. In fact, you were at Lead Defend several years ago. Uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry. Yeah, so I'm a professor at Biola University, Tablet School of Theology. That's my full-time job. Other than that, I'm a communicator. I've got a YouTube channel. I write books. I tweet. I use TikTok, Instagram Reels, speak. I just want to communicate the gospel and in particular through a lens of cultural engagement and defending the faith. I don't know if this is the most important question we'll ask today, but TikTok or Reels? Well, that was such a broad question. <laughs> Obviously, TikTok is more influential, more people are watching it. That's yeah. why I felt I need to get a voice on there. But I actually enjoy Reels a lot more than I do TikTok. Okay. Interesting. So I, I only watch Reels. I don't have TikTok. Yeah. My wife has TikTok. And she makes fun of me because she's like, Ryan, you're always two months behind me on what everybody else is watching. Mm. So. so would you make a case for people to be on TikTok? Or is it more you're going there because that's where people are? My son, who's in the room with us right now, two mm. years ago, he said, Dad, if you want to reach my generation, he was 16, mm. you need to get on TikTok. So I'm not going to tell anybody else what they should do. I understand concerns with China and some of the just misinformation content. and bad content. Like I get all of those. But to me, that's where people are spending their time. Hmm. And if they're going to watch my videos, that's at least one less minute they're not watching the other nonsense that's, that's out there. Well, and and if I frankly, think about it, I mean, I've, I've got people who've gone from there and read my books and come and watch my YouTube stuff. So there is some fruit that's coming. And if I think about it, the videos a lot of times that I see on Instagram and Facebook are being reposted from TikTok. Well, yes. we got to admit this, Sean. I mean, I doubt your son's judgment. He, he's not at a mic now, and he can't defend himself, but he's wearing an Ole Miss sweater <laughs> right wow. now. And we're right here wow. right here in University of Arkansas territory, so it's all good. Um, hey, so tell us this. Um, you recently did a post on how would Jesus comment on social media? And I think it's a really intriguing thought in this yeah. day where so many folks are interacting online um, and... I guess Facebook a couple years ago added the you can't just like things react, you can dislike yeah you can react in different ways. Um, so how would Jesus respond on social media? Yeah, this post came to me because I just started thinking, you know what? I'm going to take a step back and just observe how Christians post, how they comment, as mm -hmm. if I were an outsider. I started watching this thinking. We are terrible at how we comment. We're not effective. We're not gracious. So. If Jesus were on social media, I understand that's a big if, how might he comment? And I thought, well, number one, he'd ask a lot of questions. Wow. Right? Yeah. Paul asked, we have recorded 262. Jesus asked, I think, about 330 questions. Mm. So I started thinking, I'm going to use social media to just ask questions because it makes other people think and reflect and put a stone in their shoe. Second, I thought he would be gracious. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he shows incredible kindness to people and compassion but he also speaks truth pretty boldly sure. at the right time mm -hmm. and in the right way so he has this balance of grace and truth he also wouldn't just judge people by the number of followers that they have you mm. see him going out well. of his way to speak to those who are marginalized so to speak and i think he'd keep the main thing the main thing jesus didn't die on secondary issues wow, he literally died for his faith of mm. course and yeah. so not in a sense for his faith but so we could all have faith, have faith. and yeah. be saved you know what i mean 
we die on secondary issues as Christians. So hmm. that's a few things. I think if people just ask this question, rather than what makes me feel good commenting, wow. but how w- is this going to be received? Hmm. It would change everything. And Jesus was a masterful communicator. So if that's the case, why do so many people who say they follow Jesus, why do you think they comment the way they do? Because when I see a lot of people, even some folks, that it's like, I, I know them. They're followers of Jesus. Like yep. they, they faithfully attend church. And then you look at comments, you look at engagement, and it's it's aggressive. It's, it's angry. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, at times very, very sarcastic. Like, where does the disconnect between the two come from? So there is a time to be angry, and I think there is a time to be sarcastic. Hmm. There's satire in the Bible. Right. Elijah mocks the prophets of Baal. Hmm. But most Christians who are sarcastic and angry don't do it well, and they lead with that. Wow. So I, I think it happens for a few reasons. Number one, Matthew 18. The unmerciful servant forgot how much he had been forgiven from God and grace in his life, so he doesn't extend it to others. I think there's a lot of self-righteousness. I think we just lose lose our eye on the ball. Like, what are we doing and what are we trying to accomplish here? And frankly, a lot of Christians are immature Mm -hmm. and angry and wounded, and so just lash out of that brokenness. Hmm. Wow, that's a good word. Uh, As we were talking even before this— you post a lot on YouTube, and you interact with a lot of folks in different ways. And in fact, it'll be helpful at the end just to tell people how they can follow you and find you. Um, you made a statement as you were speaking to a group of students just before this, how sometimes for you, reading the comments could be discouraging if you if you let them get into your thought processes. Tell us a little bit about that. So I, I do try to read comments as I can, sure. because sometimes people point out things I get wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people have genuine questions. I'm like, wow, this is a real question. I can help this person. Sometimes there's good conversation that can come from it. Sure. And frankly, sometimes it's encouraging. But the downside of that <laughs> is because I speak in the world of apologetics, there's a lot of haters, whether mm. it's Christians to the right or left of me, a lot of atheists and skeptics. And by the way, most atheists and skeptics I interact with are gracious and kind, but they're not the ones who are going to comment. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. And so I, I live in a little bit of this tension where I want to honor my followers and comment and help as I can without spending too much time. But you just read one certain kind of comment, and it can just mess me up for a couple hours my yeah. morning, and then I take it out of my wife. And like that, you know, like just— hmm. You only have so much emotional energy is what I mean. So I live in that balance. So I won't look at comments before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. If I look at comments, I'll just say, I've only got a few minutes. I'm going to do this and respond as I can sure. and try to navigate that. Uh, so Sean, tell us this. We, we maybe mentioned how Jesus would, would comment. How would Jesus take criticism from folks commenting? Well, Jesus was never wrong. <laughs> That's a good yeah. word. That's one thing, right? And he sure. also he knew everything. Hmm. So it's not like he ever would have been like, you know what? That's a good point. I take that back. Mm. Yeah. He owned his opponents in the scripture. Wow. And I yeah. mean, yeah. not for the sake of just owning them, mm-hmm. but you just if you just study the way Jesus reasoned, we have this sense of Jesus that he just kind of carried sheep around and told stories and walked in the fields. Like we have this pacifist kind of weak Jesus mentality. Right. And Jesus was brilliant rhetorically. 
Yeah. He would split the horns of a dilemma. He would get right to the heart of the issue. And it wasn't to own people and get a real. It was just to point out truth and the errors of people who were criticizing him. Wow. Wow. Man, that, that, that's incredible. Um, but that's not true of us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we post yeah. things that are wrong, that are off. Um, and in fact, sometimes we put too much of our heart into things that we post and base too many things off of how people react. And so tell us this, for for a typical student who posts something and, man, just gets blasted on social media, where should their heart be? How should they respond in, in those well, spheres? Here's a question I ask myself. I want to make sure I get blasted for the right stuff. Wow, yeah. that's good. So Paul was called a babbler. He was called an imposter. He was called a fool. Mm-hmm. But what did Paul preach more than anything? The resurrection. Yeah. So if I get blasted for speaking truth and the resurrection, so be it. I can live with that. Mm-hmm. But I might get blasted because I was a jerk yeah. or I said something that wasn't true. Sure. Then I think somebody should humble themselves and say, you know what? I need to do better next time and learn from this. And, yeah. and Sean, you make a good point. You said I can get blasted for speaking truth, but sometimes what if I'm a jerk? And so could you give some guidance to folks as they interact on social media? How do you be truthful in a loving way on social media where sometimes it's hard to read intent? Oh, gosh, that's tough. (laughs) I've actually been writing a blog on that, and it's sitting on my hard drive like (laughs) as we speak. You know, I guess here's what I would say. My, My dad taught me, I don't do this perfectly, is to give people the benefit of the doubt. Wow. So it's amazing to me how many people comment back at posts I do, and they don't, they're not charitable. They mm-hmm. don't give the benefit of the doubt, and they just attack. Wow. And then I see that. Then I feel my blood boiling and yeah. want to get defensive back yeah. at them. And yeah. then it's just the whole conversation sure. breaks down. Yeah. So when I read a post, I try to think, okay, what's a charitable way to take this? Mm-hmm. Why would they post this? Where are they coming from? And what could I say that would positively move towards just a good conversation and an impact for Christ. Now, sometimes you give charity and you realize, okay, this meant exactly what I was hoping it didn't mean. And then usually I will (laughs) just leave or delete it or just move on. I'm not going to waste my time with somebody. Jesus said, brush, you know, off, brush the dust off your feet and move on. But I I guess I would just say, try to you know, the golden rule, try to treat people the way you want them to treat you. Try to believe the best in others. Try to be charitable. Wow. Un- you know, and again, my dad said to me, because it's more important to understand than to be understood. Mm. So, wow. yeah. yeah. And even when we think about Jesus, as you mentioned, he handled every social situation perfectly and people still got mad at him for it. Mm. And so sometimes you carry yourself the right way. Sometimes you don't carry yourself the right way. You got to have the the self awareness to be able to tell the difference between the two and, and respond accordingly. I think that's a good word, Brock. Sometimes we go into social media interactions thinking I, I want to please people, mm-hmm. and and, and ma- making people happy is not always the best goal. Right. Um, yeah, that's really pointed. And I don't think you want to put yourself, your own self image, in the hands of other people. Wow. Yeah. That's a dangerous thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous thing to do. So. I, look, I, I have pretty clear reasons why I'm on social media. Yeah, It's not about followers. It's not about subscribers. Now, those things represent growing influence, so mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's unimportant, but I'm not trying to get my value from what people say about me or right. the number of hits. I want to influence people for the gospel, 
and non-believers and encourage Christians. That's my goal. Now I have fun on social media too, and I enjoy yeah. meeting people, mm -hmm. but that's that's my end game. Mm. So I would encourage people on social media to ask, why am I using this platform? Mm -hmm. What's it for? What's the goal? Yeah. And then that helps stay a little bit focused. So what are some some good goals? Um, and in some of these I've seen that you've had people on your show who believe very differently than you. Yeah. Even recently I saw you had uh, a very, I don't know, somewhat noteworthy TikTok star on, on your show. And, and you guys are having a civil discourse. So what are maybe some tips to, to be able to, to relate, connect, and be charitable to people who believe differently than you do? So – I am a professor. I'm not a pastor of a church shepherding the in-house theology right. of a group of people. I'm a professor who has conversations with people who see the world very differently. Mm -hmm. I'm not threatened by people. I'm actually really interested. So I don't invite people on my show. I mean, I have people all the time will email me like, Sean, come on my show. I'll own you. And I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> Like whether they own me or not, what's the point? It sure. just doesn't yeah. interest me. Like that's not the kind of dialogue. But when I find people, I had an outspoken lesbian on, I've had progressive Christians on, atheists, agnostics. Yeah. If they're willing to have a civil dialogue, yeah. allow me to ask some questions and respectfully push back. Yeah. My, I have two goals on my channel, clarity mm -hmm. and charity. Wow. That's what guides me. And so I found there's a lot of people willing to come on and have conversations. And at the end, there's some Christians who are like, why didn't you own them on this point? I said, well, do you know why that guy came on my channel? Because he talked with somebody else who's a friend of his who was on my channel earlier mm -hmm. and said, you know what? Sean treated me respectfully, so he comes on. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people, if you own somebody, then you'll get hits on TikTok right. and people are like, oh, got him. What's yeah. the point of that? Wow. What's the point? That, that so was just a lesson be curious. The Lord had to te teach me one time is that it's not really a win if you win the argument and you lose the person. Exactly. And that, that was a hard lesson to learn because I think we live in a day, you know, through the course of history, argumentation, debating, it takes different forms. You know, you think through the first century and it was a lot more about form and how well you sounded as a speaker. That's why Paul so often got made fun of because of his, right. his speech rather than the argument. I think we're in a day today where it's less about your actual argument and it's more your ability to own someone or the, the winner isn't who actually has the, the logical thought. It's who has the biggest punchline. I think that's right. And by the way, I'm not against debate. Right. I've had formal debates, and there are Time people. And place. There are people who should debate, but when I look at our cancel angry culture mm -hmm. and how Christianity can stand apart, I think a hand of charity, yeah. a hand of kindness, a firmness at the center. But like mm -hmm. President Obiola, Barry Corey, he says, "We are firm in the center." but soft on the edges, wow. I think that kind of relational hmm. approach, which I try to model and do, I think speaks to a lot of people. And Sean, I really do think you model this well. Yeah. Um, could you tell folks where they could find you to see some of these things? Sure. So this would, what we've been talking about would be on my YouTube channel. So I mm -hmm. think if you just search Sean McDowell, I think officially it might be Dr. Sean McDowell, but it'll pop up. Mm -hmm. You can see all the videos and recently interviewed an exorcist, archaeologists, mm. Uh, I mean, all sorts of interesting Was it an exorcist ones. archaeologist? Or yeah, those are two separate good things? question. Yeah. They were totally separate okay. ones. This guy is actually the world's leading psychiatrist wow. who 
is called in to consult on exorcisms by the Catholic Church. Mm. It was like Ivy League trained. It was wow. so interesting. So there's just, I have an ex-witch coming up. Like I just find interesting people that really I want to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. And it yeah. sounds like a lot of people find it interesting. And there's a lot of apologetics sure. woven in there. So if you just search Sean McDowell, you'll find it. But I'm on Instagram. I said Twitter, I think TikTok. Mm-hmm have a blog, books. Now, Sean, you've given a large portion of your life to um, apologetics. And so Mm -hmm. why is that? I think a few reasons. Number one, I enjoy it. I think I'm wired with the gifting to Mm. understand complex ideas and communicate them in a way that help believers live Mm -hmm. out their faith and maybe remove some unbeliever uh, barriers for unbelievers. So Mm. I enjoy it. I think I'm gifted in some ways of apologetics. Uh, I also look at our culture. I think there's a massive need for apologetics done a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And last, look, my dad was and still is an apologist. I'd be fooling myself if I didn't say being a McDowell hasn't helped me in the world of apologetics. I'm well aware that it has. So open (laughs) confession, my first ever concert was wait 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 let me guess hold on oh i'm dying go go ahead are you gonna guess i was gonna guess go guess was it newsboys or petra neither no super chick oh (laughs) yes that's awesome for those of you who have never heard you need to go google super chick Chick, princes and frogs uh yeah your dad came and did a a a rally or a show in um in west plains missouri at our civic center and kind of was the first time I'd been introduced to um, apologetics. We've got the giant gold book uh, that your dad wrote. I'm trying to, the, I'm blanking evidence, on the name. And the evidence yeah. that demands a verdict. Yep. Wait, we how old are you? Carpet. I am 31. Okay, that's why it wasn't Petra Newsboys. Yeah. You're, you're a young <laughs> yeah. young buck. That oh, makes yeah. sense. It'd be super And by true. the way, Sean's dad is Josh McDowell, yes. who uh, has some incredible resources that you would be wise to look up yourself. Does a lot so, with crew. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Thankful for him and his ministry. It's impacted collegiate and student ministry to a great degree. And so, and Sean, you're doing the same. Um, Sean, mm. would you like to give a parting word to yeah. this next generation? Oh, gosh. I said everything I know in this 20 minutes. <laughs> you know what? I, I would just say God has a call on your life. I think you'll find real joy in life when you discover the giftings that God has given you and you use them to build up the kingdom. Yeah, wow. And, and let me put it this way. When I was in college, I read a book by a former president, and he said college-age students struggle with what to do. Hmm. He said, find out a way you can just help other people and your life will have meaning. And I thought... That's the, like, that's the gospel. Find a way to use the giftings you have to love and serve other people, and you'll find a life of meaning. Wow. That's good. Well, this has been the Lead Defend podcast. Lead yeah. Defend, the conference, is always around the corner, and so you can go to leaddefend.org for more information on that. Yep. Until then, this has been Ryan and Brock with Lead Defend. Be kind in the comments. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. To hear more episodes from the Lead Defend crew, visit absc.org slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening site. Want to learn more information about the next Lead Defend conference? Visit leaddefend.org.